Insiders Podcast. My name is Brandon Woodall, your host. To my left is Brett Welty, Bryce Armstrong, Andrew McKinley. And your we are cracks. Like I know. you're going through puberty. I am going through puberty. <laughs> second puberty. This is like second deep. breakfast. Or first dinner. Potter yeah. first dinner? No, first dinner. First dinner. That's cool. Second That's breakfast. Elevensies. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. It's a Lord of the Rings thing. I got it. I Okay. I like Harry Potter more. I'm sorry. Harry Potter sucked <laughs> compared to Lord of the Rings. I like them both. Whoa. Yeah, they're, they're right. You also don't like Dobby, though. I don't know if I can. I, 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 no. We just had this conversation. Do Dobby hate, is odd. I do hate him, but I also I love him. Dobby. Anyway, this I is anyways an interesting conversation. How Brett's like? I've never seen any of them. I, heard, <laughs> I don't watch movies. I mean, it's <laughs> I ghosted all of you for about three minutes. <laughs> I'll just get to when we're done. I could hit Dobby in the head with a baseball bat, but then I'd feel bad. Uh, he's too. He's kind of. Is there a scenario think where about you this, hit somebody he was in the head with a bat and you wouldn't feel bad about it? I thought Dobby, but then he's like, yeah, no, maybe. <laughs> he's so cute though he's he, not cute he's, he's been hobby lobby dude this. he's been punched around all the time it's true yeah he's been beaten by malfoy yeah come on jerks i just don't so you're cool with this he's also stupid <laughs> he's a little bit more intelligent than smeagol smeagol's an idiot harry potter but that's what makes him cute <laughs> harry potter's in danger i need to make sure he doesn't go back to hogwarts let me wreck his life <laughs> that's true this. that's true smeagol is a weird looking anorexic hobbit i mean it kind of looks like you he's a river folk no it doesn't like a hobbit. i'm just kidding he's a hobbit. river folk or like hobbits oh, yeah, but not got, quite hobbits that's true they're tall that's hobbits. true they're anyways tall. how's everybody's week been since uh, we met last brett you mean we, yesterday yeah well, that's different <laughs> oh okay I since we recorded there. last oh yeah I'm getting crunk at the christmas party the crunk, uh, crunk on the on the ginger ale <laughs> That's right. You couldn't. Is that what you're drinking? That's what, you went to a Christmas I don't party. Know what I'm drinking? It still doesn't have a flavor. Except okay. sweet. Except sweet. It is Fla- un- artificially flavored. I still can't taste. So insultingly sweet. <laughs> Thanks, COVID. Anyways, Brett, how's your week been? My week has been good. We're starting a week where my my wife will be out of town, so I'm playing the role of single dad this week. So that's going to be exciting. Um, but we've got. They really dummy proofed it for me though. They they like made meals. Your wife came over and helped make meals. Who are you pointing at? Yeah, Brandon. <laughs> well, I, well, I didn't want to know. I mean, I don't tell anybody out. Here. <laughs> no, that's fine. But yeah, that's so we'll it wasn't mine yeah, or yours. No. Who's there it? you go. It's hard to say. No one will ever know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so it's I, I think I think everybody's concerned that I can't keep my own children alive, but I think we'll be okay. <laughs> good Lord willing. I don't know. He seemed <laughs> to do pretty good yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. They were all in bed when I left. That's true. Tonight? Yeah. Oh, that's good. I got that dialed, man. I don't mess with that. That's awesome. Go to bed. And that's my week. Bradley that's Trooper. Awesome. That's perfect. <laughs> How am I doing? I'm I'm good. We're getting back into Becca being at work and yeah. we don't like it. So we're trying sure. to figure out how to make that not happen. Mm-hmm. And it's a trip. Money laundering. Money laundering. That's a that's what we're gonna do. Perfect. Black Ozark. That's art. Art? Art is the like the like rich people money laundering. You can't tell me that picture is worth two million dollars. You just name it, and then that's how much money you have. It's a single black dot on a giant canvas. It's like a physical NFT. I actually don't know exactly. what that is, but I know they're non fungible. Is that what the NF stands for? And that they are tokens. Oh, oh it's, like, it's like it's like it's like what I understand is that you make a picture of a monkey and then you're rich. Yeah, it's for it's for the new. It's for like Meta, like virtual. Oh, yeah. Okay, we're getting rich. Literally work while well, Bitcoin tanks. It's not tanking though. It's coming. It's plateaued. I actually have no idea. Who cares? No, I feel like I want to look it up. You know what? I, I still use cash. What's that? Hmm? <laughs> Anyways. 
<laughs> Andrew, how are you doing? I'll tell you what, I'm doing pretty good. We're coming off a slightly crazy week, but now it's, we're getting back to more normal days. Nice. Yeah. We're doing pretty good. We're getting ready for a trip at the end of the month. Is it the end? The middle or what? Towards the end. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's like end of February to beginning of March. Oh, and well, darn it. It's a cruise. If that happens, mm-hmm. we don't know because COVID and stuff, but sure. if it happens, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go to Cozumel. Mm-hmm. Is that Mexico? Guess who wasn't invited? FOMO. Do you know who was invited? My parents. I don't. That sounds like fake news. It is not fake I news. They're they going. Themselves. They're, they're rolling with us. They're floating with us. Yeah, but I assume they invited themselves. Nah. I don't really know. It's a great area. Not, not with the relationship my mom and sister have. That's, That's nice, man. That's why God gives I'm women stuff. The, the ride. That's fair. Yeah. I'll just do whatever. Literally. If the you, ride if on the boat. If you can find a picture of a whale or take a picture of a whale. I can find a picture of a whale right now. That's awesome. Well, Brandon, how are you doing? Well, well I'm not too bad. Our week's been pretty chill. So Has it? Yeah. It hasn't been too bad at all. Hmm. It's been nice. Yeah, it's, a, it's been a weird, slow week. It's been very slow, but I kind of needed it because I stay up till like past midnight it's like i get the distinct feeling that like we're gonna finish and like i'm gonna be going home like wait this happened this week and i didn't talk about it and i could have (laughs) always oh before i forget shout out to my daughter and brett's daughter nora and layla before i forget because i don't want to get a beat up by an eight and a nine year old you guys need to go to bed it's late why are you still up yeah layla listened to our last podcast with me today it was pretty exciting Nice. It's very exciting. Get some proud dad moments. It was. Nice. She asked lots of questions. It was great. Wow. That's sweet. Wow. That's Most perfect. of them are, why are your friends weird? <laughs> <laughs> no. Probably. Yes, but no. Who knows? It's true. Anyways. So I want, so with our beginning portion of the podcast. Here we go. I would like you guys to choose between two things. I love pick your own adventure. Because I was, <laughs> I was sitting over here. Having a brain aneurysm, I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do. Why am I, I not surprised? Because I was like, ah, these are tough. So we have two options here. We could tell, we could talk some dad jokes. I love dad jokes. Or I've been practicing anti jokes. I, okay, listen, but, but like, how dark do these anti jokes <laughs> get? Because those can get real dark. One of these days, I'm I'll skip dark to, ones. I'm going to have to okay. tell you guys about the big orange head. Oh, no. <laughs> Bonus episode. I'll um, take a 15 minute episode. <laughs> minimum. <laughs> the effort Andrew tell that joke and it takes over an hour. It's an art. It is very much. If I art. put, if I put some work into it, I can make that a whole evening. It is the worst joke known <laughs> yet hilarious. Like, well, fine. Ooh, dessert's like, already. It looks like we already answered our question. It's true. Anti-jokes. 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 All of you are going to be uncomfortable while listening to this, which is where I want you to be. Anti-joke number one. Mm. All right. What do you call a joke that isn't funny? A sentence. <laughs> <laughs> want to hear something that will make you smile? Your facial muscles. <laughs> That's a good one. This one's for Brett. Okay. So, oh, what do you great. call a pencil sharpener that can't sharpen pencils? Broken. <laughs> if you all didn't know, Brett is an avid pencil collector. Uh, and he is, user. and he's an aficionado. <laughs> yeah, man. You ask him about any pencil question. Exactly. It's impressive. It's if you not around a word like Ticonderoga. He's like, what is that? Yeah. Was like oh, garbage. I love Tiger and Rogan. And then I turned eight. <laughs> I turned eight. <laughs> Dropping. Drop the mic. He's a pencil snob. True. 
All right. What What do you get when you mix a goat into sheep? A geep. <laughs> This is the first thing you ever read to me on the internet. We first was like, like, yeah, that's true. I was like, okay, we can be friends. <laughs> this is awesome. The first time you hung out, this is what happened. Well, I mean, early, early on. Yeah, oh, okay. been there with you, or do you yeah. want to read? No, go ahead. Okay, I'm Did first. You know that if you collected all of the gold on the entire planet and melted it down and joined it together into one big cube, no one else would have any gold. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is a good one, too. This is a dinosaur one. Why did the dinosaur say hello to the little girl? He was being polite. (laughs) (laughs) What's brown and sticky? A stick. (laughs) What did the farmer say when he couldn't find his tractor? Where's my tractor? (laughs) What did the cowboy say at his second rodeo? This ain't my first rodeo. (laughs) I have glasses, but cannot see. I have feet, but cannot walk. What am I? A riddle. (laughs) (laughs) What's white and annoying at breakfast? You. An avalanche. (laughs) (laughs) All right. One for the road. That's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. How tall is the Empire State Building? One Empire State Building tall. (laughs) All right. Well, that was wrapped. That was fun. <laughs> no one else will get it. Well, at least I will. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> on to part two and our conclusion to rule of life. This will be a big overview of the practices when it comes to come when it comes to forming a rule of life. I believe that we can probably take all of these sections and make one episode for each of them. But yeah, we're gonna start off with some define some definitions. Are y'all ready? Let's do it. Born ready. Let's do it. Contrary to popular usage, in biblical theology, your soul, Hebrew word, nefesh, isn't the invisible part of you that goes to heaven when you die. Rather, soul is your whole person, the integrating center of your humanity, material and immaterial, your will, mind, emotions, body, and relationships. Um, following, ca- following these categories or an attempt to apply the rule of life um, to your whole person so that all of us can experience all of God. So it'd be number one would be abiding, two would be in the mind, Three would be in the body, four relationships, five rest, six work and money, and then seven gospel and hospitality. So we're going to jump in right away to the seven core practices of practicing the way. So silence and solitude, which I think in our digital age is very, very difficult to do because like we've said before, we have infinity in our pocket. Right. And there's a constant 24-hour news cycle. Um, also, social media that is always popping something up that interests you since they listen to you and collect your cookies. Anyways, take that Facebook or whatever your name is. So we'll go to the silence and solitude. The verse is Psalms 62.5, and that says, Rest in God alone, my soul, for my hope comes from him. And then we'll go jump into Mark chapter 1, verses 12 through 13. That says, Immediately the Spirit drove him into the wilderness. And he said, and this is Jesus. And he says, um, he was in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild animals, and the angels were serving him. So in a moment of intentional time and quiet alone with God. So Jesus took, there's always the, there's always a bunch of references to Jesus going to the wilderness or the Aramos to be with his father to pray, to always go back and recharge. So with we're going to try to be who Jesus was and do the things that he did. We have to retreat 
and go into silence and solitude. That's a hard practice for me because I'm a busybody. My mind seems to not rest. And anytime I try to get into silence and solitude, I get very uncomfortable and awkward with myself because it's because it seems when you're like, I'm going to be here with Jesus by myself. And usually things bubble up that he wants to reveal to you that are uncomfortable. You know, it says the discipline of silence is a voluntary and temporary abstention from speaking so that certain spiritual goals might be sought. So that was Don Whitney, spiritual disciplines for the Christian life. And another quote is from Jim Elliott, who was a missionary martyr. And it says, I think the devil has made it his business to monopolize on three elements, noise, hurry, crowds. Satan is quite aware of the power of silence. So with those, I think, uh, who taught me this? I heard, I heard a quote. I can't, and I can't reference it because I can't, I can't remember what off the top of my head, but it's like Satan doesn't hear silent prayers. Like, well, he's not omniscient. Like, yeah, he can't, he's not he's, he can't read your mind. Yeah, right. He can't read our minds. So we need to openly like vocalize these. Like we need to talk with God. We need to commune with him and we need to just have conversation out loud, you know, because he can hear, like God can hear our minds, obviously, but we want to, we want to let the enemy know what our goal is. You know, it was anyone I had on to silence and solitude. Yeah. I think to your mm. point, it's hard. Yeah. It's not easy. I noticed for myself, if I don't, if I'm doing, if I'm driving in my car and I don't have my, my, my headphones in mm-hmm. or if I'm not listening to something, I think it's, it's almost like, I feel like it's wasted time. Sure. You should be doing something with I this agree. time. Yeah. But sometimes just being with your thoughts is doing something with your time. Yeah. But it's not easy. It's not. So I worked in Elk Point for a while and I had a buddy who would constantly be on me and be like, hey, stop. Just stop doing while you're driving. Stop listening to music or watching TV or, you know, whatever you do while you drive. Oh, you do that. (laughs) No, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, (laughs) I would never do that. Wouldn't dream of it. It's It's illegal. Uh, but no, <laughs> but to just take time in, in, I mean, you've, you, you're by yourself. You don't get a ton of time by yourself in the day and use that time to just connect with God because time is fleeting. You need that time with him. And if you're not going to intentionally take it, you're just wasting, wasting time and wasting life. Yeah. I pulled up a little excerpt from, uh, from the screw tape letters. Oh, nice. That, uh, Perfect. So anyone who hasn't read that uh, or know about it, it's uh, a demon writing a letter to another demon. It's mm-hmm. a screw tape writing mm-hmm. to his nephew, Wormwood, mm-hmm. about how to better have an effect on what they call the patient, I think. Mm-hmm. Basically talking about distractions and, well, I'll just read this little chunk of it here. So like when it says the enemy, they're talking about God because mm-hmm. it's from their point of view. Uh, so it says, you will say that these are very small things and doubtless... Like all young tempters, you are anxious to be able to report spectacular wickedness. But do remember, the only thing that matters is the extent to which you separate the man from the enemy. It does not matter how small the sins are, provided that their cumulative effect is to edge the man away from the light and out into the nothing. Murder is no better than cards, if cards can do the trick. Indeed, the safest road to hell is the gradual one, which is terrifying. The gentle slope, soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones, without signposts. And it's like, well, yeah. Yep. I mean, I know that's not scripture. That's just, you know, C.S. Lewis observing and finding a way to communicate that. But I mean, how true is that? That like, mm-hmm. it's these little distractions. It's these little things that take our minds away. And mm-hmm. I think that 
the silence, the solitude is our fight against it, but it's also the battlefield. Yeah, I agree with that. One thing I also thought about when you were talking about Brandon, when you were quoting Jesus going into the wilderness. Mm -hmm. So not only did he get away because he wanted to, to get away, to be silent and, and, and to have that solitude on by himself. But the purpose of going was to draw near to his father. Yeah. Right. So to, to Jesus, it was a non-negotiable, like to him, he'd give up sleep. He'd give up anything to be with his father. And then he did it. Yeah. You know, the groundwork where he was, was somewhere silent and solitude. So there's, there's something about also giving God that kind of attention. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a whole nother thing too, about silence and solitude, as we were talking about, I've been thinking about it is giving him the honor and reverence and time do you because i think we all can agree uh, getting by yourself is not easy no, no. all the time and that's why a lot of people say you should get up early in the morning to read your bible and pray because no one else is up that, that's that's a, a, a simple mm. way we could do it yeah mm -hmm. or late at night or i mean it doesn't matter yeah. when or where you do it or if you could get away at your lunch hour it does, doesn't matter but the point is like that kind of dedication not only is good for us but i think it also speaks to how serious we take the call to be with with God, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's a it's a participatory relationship. It's not one sided where He's just filling us, or we're doing, or we're just doing things. It's a relationship. Mm -hmm. We're together mm -hmm. in a relationship like what we have. That means we check up on each other, mm -hmm. or we re, or we hang out and we mm -hmm. do That's life it. together. The key word is spend time. Yeah, yeah. Like you got to think of it that way. Time yeah. is a currency. Mm -hmm. Where it goes is where your heart is. <laughs> Well, just check, like, check the, the amount of time you're on your screen. No. <laughs> I'd rather not, yeah. like, living in denial. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's one thing you have to look at. Like, oh, I have, well, what's the, I think the average, and the average person is, like, on it, five to six hours a day. Something that's like that. got to be pretty close. Not average. Low average. <laughs> I'm average. <laughs> then I'm not going to do anything to make it better, because now I know that. <laughs> but I think, that, I think that, so it's like, you look at them like, oh, wow. And it's not to be like, I should be doing more that's not on my phone, but it's just like, yeah. what was I doing with my right. time? Right. Well, you can go and look at the breakdown. I mean, yeah, it's, I don't, it's, it's there. Yeah. So it's like, what are you, what are you going to do with your time? I need the screen time thing on my phone to also be connected to my Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting accurate. You know? like, this, this is inaccurate. So it's just, it's like, what are we, where are we putting, like, we spend time doing things that are important to us. Mm -hmm. Right. And doom scrolling on TikTok. I don't do that anymore. Good. But no, like doom scrolling on TikTok is your priority. Out. It's not. No, I play stupid games now. Yeah. I go through phases. Oh, did you go to stupidgames.com? No, oh, that's it. No. <laughs> Currently I'm playing what's called My Little Universe. So dumb. Perfect. It's, so dumb. It's like narcissism. Kind of. game. Okay. I prefer the sci-fi version where you terraform a planet. <laughs> <laughs> Any other final thoughts on silence and solitude that we can think of? Here's my Good, call. It's difficult. Yes, it's very difficult. Here's my call to all our listeners. Start with 10 minutes. Do 10 minutes a day. Like when you wake up, no phone. Don't even pick your phone up. Just keep your phone sitting by your, like on your on your nightstand. Mm -hmm. Walk away from it. Go downstairs or wherever 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 your kitchen or living space is. Like you're away from like we're away from your phone pretty much. Go in a different room. Yeah, go in a different room. Pray. Just say, God, I'm here, and I know that you're here with me, and I want to be with you. Crack open the Bible, mm -hmm. read scripture, pray, pray again, yeah. and start your day. One thing that I love that our pastor says is, if you don't feel like you're there, I can't remember how exactly he says it, so Brett, you're probably going to have to correct what I'm saying, but if you need to be desiring God more, ask for that desire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and, you have to ask. and mm-hmm. it in that 10 minutes start asking for that desire yeah. to to desire him more yeah because the more you desire him the deeper you're going to get with him yeah. and it's it just becomes so much better yeah would you also say on top of being intentional like in the morning mm-hmm. could we also say that a good use would be to, to try to redeem time throughout the day like if would, you're driving yeah, i would agree over, over lunch or something yeah. like that you know try to yeah. try to not go for your phone on your on your break or whatever and that again we're yeah. not anti-phone people we're yeah. not amish we're not we don't like tech as I look at all of our laptops and cell phones in front of us, I mean, we're obviously not anti-tech. We're yeah. recording a podcast. I work in IT. Yeah. yeah, no, so it would just more be more of like, don't, I think what I would say is don't be afraid to be with your thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Because I think that's the biggest thing. What I, what I liked about that Jim Elliott quote is like, noise, hurry, crowds. Like there's just, we're inundated with mm-hmm. just stuff to fill our times. And we just have yeah. to bracket off and say, this, this is my time with God. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's an oasis inside of the life that is just full of hurry and noise and people. Yeah. yeah. And it's, the world pushes you to hurry. Yes. <laughs> they right. want you to move on to the next thing right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, and even, and this is the total like whacked out sidebar. And mm-hmm. so maybe we'll just edit it if we don't like where we're going. We'll see. I even think the business community gets this because they want thinkers. They want people yeah. that, that can sit down and think and thinking is a lost art. I mean, even in, in like yeah. the world, cause no one thinks, I mean, you just see people the second they get a minute, they just grab their phone. Yeah. And they're just, like you guys say, they're just scrolling. And it's like, no one thinks it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one well, like, sits with it. People think that the that the Chinese are trying to come after us with TikTok or whatever. But I don't think it's that. I think what's happening is that we're finding that our attention span is, a, what, how long is a TikTok thing? It's like uh, a, like 11 seconds. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Or whatever. It's up to three minutes. Yeah. So it's like, we're, we're oh, being. That's so long. <laughs> like, no, no. Do you know what Coco Melon is? You told me that. It's Dude, this is insane. Coco Melon is a show for kids. And I, I was oh, yeah, yeah. ironically watching a TikTok. <laughs> it was, it showed a show from when, like when we were kids yeah. and each scene or not each cut from when we were kids was like 30 seconds to yeah. a minute and a half. They wouldn't change where the camera is in, an, in some animated show. Yeah. It would follow the same character, but in, in Coco Melon, it doesn't go longer than two seconds. It just, it's snap. Snap, snap. It goes to something yeah. different every two seconds. It blows my yeah. mind because and it's inundating our kids to have the shortest attention spans. What's it? It's ever. inundating us too. I'm not watching Coco Melon, but well, yeah. I'm just saying like, but <laughs> it's like, it's hard for us to like sit and pay attention for less than like five minutes. No, it's true. Oh my because, gosh. Because it's like, like I've got to do the next thing. The next I'll thing. give you a real life example. How many of you, when you're looking at a, at a picture on a social media post, it's got the three dots and you click it and it's like five paragraphs and you're I like, I'm read. out. <laughs> That's too much reading. <laughs> too long. Goodbye. Too long. Didn't read. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Like, oh yeah. You know what I mean? I don't read them. I will most scroll. Of, most I, of them you shouldn't. I will scroll to the bottom to see if there is a too long, didn't read. And I'll read that if it's like, oh, yeah. that's cool. But overall, these examples are just showing us that we can't, like, it's very difficult. And I think this is, I think this mm-hmm. might be the hardest practice. Yes. To be honest, yes. is to be silent yeah. in this day. I think it might be the hardest practice. Second only, or second only, the prayer would be this. But, yeah. but again, that's like the same. But, the, but it's in the same stream same, of thought. Yeah, it's in the same bank. Silence yeah. and prayer, I think, are the two topics. Yeah, yeah. like I said, and they, these all coincide with each other. Mm-hmm. But those two in particular coincide with each other very well. I agree. And they go hand in hand with one another. But anyways, let's move on to the next topic, which is the scripture. You're good at this one. <laughs> so scripture. So the first verse we pulled was Second Timothy three sixteen and seventeen that says all scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, 
for training in righteousness so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And then a quote again from Don Whitney, who wrote a book called Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life, which is for me was like a, a field manual for how to grow in my faith. It's a great book. I love it. I'd recommend it to anybody that is looking for a book about, about how to systematize and pursue the spiritual discipline. Specifically, he says, no spiritual discipline is more important than the intake of God's word. Mm. And that seems like a strong sentence, but I would say the, the point that he makes, and I would want to, to echo, is that scripture is is what we can use in all of these different spiritual disciplines to better pursue the Lord. So we have mm-hmm. not just be reading the Bible for, for reading's sake, but also in our it can inform our prayer and everything we do can be done in that way. Mm-hmm. But I have four different ways that you can intake the scripture and they go from easiest to hardest. So first one is hear it. So this is the unique blessing of having God's word preached to us. So like Luke eleven twenty eight says, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. And also 1 Timothy 4, 13 is Paul saying to Timothy, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to exhortation and to teaching. So the idea is that part of of the gathering weekly in worship was to have the word of God read and explained and expounded on. So that is an active way that we, as followers of Christ, can grow in our spiritual life and in the intake of the Word of God. And so I, the way I try to describe it when I, when I talked about this, I, I taught actually a summer Sunday school class in our church about this. And I said, it's like, think of it like streams of grace. Like we have all these different streams of grace that kind of flow into our lives. And you don't have to have every one of them to receive God's grace, but it's not complete unless you get all of it. So if you don't, if you don't consistently go to hear the word of God preached, does it mean you're a non-believer? No. Does it mean that there are other streams of grace you cannot pursue? No. But what it does mean is that there's a certain kind of unique grace that you're not tapping into. Yeah, you're you, missing it. That you could, mm. right? So hearing it, and that's the easiest one because you don't have to do anything but show up. Just sit there. Easy. The next one is read it. So Jesus often asked the Pharisees when he talked to them, he would say to them, have you not read? Mm. And the idea was that the Pharisees were the ones that had the scripture, they had, they had the knowledge of the law. And Jesus was saying, have you not read it? Mm-hmm. Do you not know what it says? Which is ironic because not everybody was literate right. in that culture. And these are the guys that were supposed to have read it yeah. and, and known it, but he, but he didn't. Again, and Don Whitney says, and this is to everybody's point, I, this, this quote, I, I highlighted this. I, I pulled out that book tonight and that's where I made all these notes from. And I had this highlighted in like four different colors. <laughs> Do you realize <laughs> that recorded readings of the Bible have proven that you can read through the entire book in 71 hours. Oh my goodness. You can go from cover to cover in 71 hours. That is less time than the average American spends in front of the television every month. (laughs) Wow. Crazy. That is. That's pretty good. That's a, that's an eye opener for me. That's good. They say that reading the Bible in a year is 15 minutes a day. It's four chapters. 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes, four chapters. All of the, all of the, if you open a Bible app or any sort of Bible reading in a year program, the yep. goal is to do, it's usually about three chapters a day and it's supposed to take about 15 minutes a day. Wow. That's insane. Right? And I'm sitting here going, man, reading four chapters is, seems so boring because my attention span is <laughs> so terrible. Right. Goodness. And, but I would also say, I would put in the category of like having a Bible app reading to you. Studies have shown that like audiobooks and the yeah. reading of, of, of content works the same part of the brain as, as reading a book. So 
I would also say like having the Bible on in the car or when you're working around the house, like those are Mm -hmm. all also good and legitimate ways to have the Bible read to you. So does that fall into the same category then as hearing it though? No, because I would say hearing it would be someone taking a text of scripture preaching it. and explaining it okay. to you, reading, okay. like reading and explaining is, is yeah. what, what I, I would see. say the difference is. So that would be more of, of sitting and hearing. And then that that's a little more active in that you have to, to follow the train of thought, mm-hmm. whereas reading it. So this is just the idea of absorbing massive amounts of scripture. And actually mm-hmm. I had another, yep, I had another quote here too. It's actually under the next point, which I'll go to. And then you guys just hop in whenever you want. The third one is also then is study it. So again, if we're going from from easy to hard, we started with hearing it, which is having someone preach and explain it to us. Reading it is this idea of, of taking in larger amounts of it. And then studying it is is now about more of the the act of digging into specific texts. So Jerry Bridges in his book, The Practice of Godliness, says reading gives us breadth, but studying gives us depth. Mm. So what we want is is a two we want to be able to chew bubble gum and walk at the same time. We have to read through the Bible so that we know all that it has to say, right? The whole yeah. counsel of God. Yeah. But then we have to go deep to also have a better understanding of, of individual texts and books. And so it's important to do both. It's it's good to have both a Bible yeah. in a year program. And it's also good to slow yeah. down and you know take a month or take a day or take a week and dig into a chapter of scripture. They work different parts yeah. of the brain. Yeah. They work different parts of, of learning. And the Bible kind of shows that there's both. Ezra 7.10 says, Ezra set his heart to study the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach his statutes and rules to Israel. So Ezra read, he understood, and then he was able to teach. That's the idea of studying. That's cool. Yeah. I think it's nice to like know that like in our modern our modern time, we have the most free like Bible study tools yes. ever in, in history. Yeah. I mean, the logo stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I had more money, I'd buy that. The free stuff's free. Oh, they have free stuff? Yeah. Not a free. There's a free version. Yeah. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get that. No, I, I used the, was it the Blue Letter Bible? Mm-hmm. I used that. That's so What's that? Stuff. You do a lot of cross-references, like on the original Greek and Hebrew. And oh, nice. Okay. Stuff like that. And all, they have like, like any translation you can think of, passion translation, you know, the best one. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Well, maybe. But. No, gosh. No. But yeah, we have such free tools, but a lot of times we don't use We don't even utilize them. I didn't even write down the quote that R.C. Sproul said. Oh, Sproul. Please say it. I, I'll, I'll butcher it. Actually, I won't. You have technology at your fingertips. You Look at it. Knife. You probably have the book on. You I do. Your, yeah, I you're do. pulling it out right now. I Look do. at you. I am, but I will also, while oh, I'm looking this up. How prepared this guy is. I'm, while I'm looking this up, I'll also read the other the other text of scripture Dude, that I had. He just has this book for some light reading later. <laughs> he just reads R.C. Sproul's light reading. Yeah, and I read, <laughs> I read Peace Movements in America. Comic books. Comic books. Comic books. books. I don't even know what that means. I read. Graphic novels. Whatever emails are sent to me <laughs> from my coworkers. R.C. Sproul said it painfully well. This is Don Whitney quoting R.C. Sproul in his book, Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life. R.C. Sproul, here then is the real problem of our negligence. We fail in our duty to study God's word, not so much because it's difficult to understand, not so much because it is dull and boring, but because it is work. Our problem is not lacking of intelligence or lack of passion. Our problem is that we are lazy. Ooh. Oh, God! Thanks, RC. That's why I didn't put it in our notes. I'm like, this is this no. That's good. No, that's that's, so, that's stuff we need to hear. Mr. Sproul, you don't need to sugarcoat. I mean, it's it's yeah. true. I mean, I, I I am lazy. I know yeah. I'm lazy, especially in reading the Bible and studying the Bible. Lazy so it's kind of my brand. <laughs> yeah, I have a spirit of laziness, and I know I do. 
and that is. I don't know if it's. I need I you to. I don't know if it's a spirit. I don't even want to talk to you. Right now. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't think it's a spirit. Well, I'm just saying it's part it, of our nature. It's mood. Are you going back to what Dave said this morning? Is that what you're talking about? No, I, I'm just. Were you paying attention in church? Yeah, I've, but I've heard that before. Oh, no. It's not. I don't, not everything has a spirit. Oh yeah. I don't think you have a. I don't think you have a spirit of laziness. I think you just are lazy. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not calling you out. I'm not calling you out. I think the best I am spirit too. animal. But that's a different story. Yeah, I just think in our nature, call me lazy. Everybody, we're not, we're not all we're sinners, but that laziness and is a sin. Yeah. No, no, I'm lazy. It's fine. I, I, well, no, I am. I'm not say that. I'm not trying to like in certain things. I'm not I'm trying not, to bomb on you. I'm not completely lazy in everything, but yeah. like in, yeah. in this, I will definitely admit I am lazy. Yeah. It has gotten better since being friends with you guys and. We've been friends for so long. <laughs> we haven't been in this kind of environment in a while. And we also haven't gone to the same church in a long time That's until true. recently. Yeah. It's actually almost been a year, which is crazy. Well, kind of everyone does the same church. Hmm? Welcome back to the <laughs> So let me say this about studying the Bible. Is yeah. What people don't realize is that it is an accumulation of knowledge over time. If you ask any pastor, they'll say, and you ask them, how long did it take you to prepare for that sermon? They'll say, yeah my whole life because that is bible study it's about building off of what you know and when you start you don't know anything and so it is harder and it is more difficult to get to the root of a, of a scripture that's part of it that's just part of it people think well i'm not good at this well no one is naturally good at this <laughs> yeah. it's just yeah. wandering through the desert and seeking the lord and studying and reading and just trying to, to put the pieces together as you go. So don't, like, you're not alone in what you said. No, Everybody I feels don't. that way. Everybody does. I feel, we've all felt that way. I don't feel that way now, but because I've been doing it for so long. And that's yeah. the only reason. It wasn't like yeah. I got zapped with special anything when, when the Lord saved me. I was a dummy, a dunce. It's like a Mountie. Zap. We always get his news. Always I, was, I was thinking the same thing. That's exactly I, I right. I was thinking of the... Jesus. That's yeah, exactly. That's what, oh, is that where you're going? Yeah. Zap. Zap. He is zap. like a Mountie. Oh, he always gets his man. Yeah. Okay, he I forgot about that one. you any way he can. Do, do, do. Zap. Zap. I forgot about that one. Boom. I did. Boom. Boom. No, I don't believe in that. Don't want me singing that. That's a great song. I do. So let me wrap up my point here as we get going. So the other text from studying it was Acts 17, 11, which is just a great example of what the Christian life should be. It says this, now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. So the backstory there is Paul is moving through in his missionary journeys and he was at Thessalonica. He gets rousted out of there by some angry Jews. He ends up writing First and Second Thessalonians back to them, but he ends up landing in Berea with the Bereans. So sometimes you might hear people say, be a Berean. What they mean by that is Acts 17, 11. They would search the scriptures to see that everything Paul said was true. So if Paul doesn't get a pass, everybody we listen to should also not get a pass. <laughs> Paul didn't get a pass with the Bereans because he was Paul. And that's a whole other hot take that I, I have is Let's people will, will haul off and they'll say, well, this famous preacher, this or that. And it's just like, guys, Paul didn't get a pass. Right. So you can't just say, we're going to watch this, this sermon series and we can just take our brains out because they, they have street cred in our, in our circles. No, like you've got to test everything against Paul didn't mm. get like to, to flex his you know, ministry muscles. Yeah. Nobody else does. 
for sure. So we should just accept it. So you know, literally what? wrote the book. Yeah, he wrote yeah, the book. Later. I mean, it, <laughs> well, I mean, with, finally inspired. Yeah, I was gonna say there's there was another. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying like yeah, but I'm, you know what I mean. It's yeah. for a joke, just like, yeah. but but in our in our, <laughs> in our cancel culture of 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 wanting to just take one guy or one gal and just say I have to have all of it or none of it because of their take on this is just foolishness. Yeah, like like no one is perfect. And all of our teachers are teaching with, bro- you know, they're broken vessels. So we need to distrust yeah. and, and seek the scriptures ourselves to make sure that what we're being told is yeah. true. I think, I think we've seen a high view of like celebrity pastors and when they, when they crumble and they fail, mm-hmm. how much it devastates so many people because we've held, right. we've held these people like so high. And then we feel that we've turned out like, oh, they're just like me. There is, you know, there is faulty and yeah, we just, we, we, we cancel that because it's been been uh, cultivated to make them look perfect you know so let's be bereans as they say and just search the scriptures for ourselves and then we do what spurgeon says we eat the meat and we spit out the bones if we hear somebody and that what they're saying is whack throw it out yeah why are you eating bones you don't you spit them out no no but why are they in your mouth oh that, that's a spurgeon quote it's like famous mm-hmm. for he said you know when i eat when i eat fish ah i eat the i eat the fish and i, I spit out the bones he's talking about well how do you because he was like legendarily known for like reading commentaries and like writing his opinions in the Marchants. Yeah. But he's like, I can draw something good from everybody mm-hmm. for the most part. Something. Yeah. And that's what he said. He would, you'd be a good finder. You'd take what was good and you would leave the rest. Yeah. We could probably use more of that in our Christian life. Last one memorize and meditate on scripture. So we internalize the things we value, and the Bible is the fuel we need for all the other disciplines. So we should use it for all other disciplines. Psalm 119.11 says, I have stored up my word in my heart that I might not sit against you. Psalm 119.24 says, your testimonies are my delight. They are my counselors. Same chapter, verse 97. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day and night. So in silence and solitude and prayer and all of these things, like that we can use God's word to stir us into other disciplines. A good study of the word should lead to good worship. Good, a good verse should lead to thinking about it all day. And we're, that's what we're doing here when we do this. Joshua 1, 8 said, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your ways prosperous, and then you will have good success. Much success in meditating on the word of God daily. And that is a overview of four ways to read and internalize God's word. Any thoughts? Four move on. I feel like we've had a lot of thoughts. I, say, I think we've had, I, think we've had, well, I mean, the meditation <laughs> thing is like, that's a whole nother thing too, right? Yeah. Like the idea of like, like just mulling right. over a text, thinking about it. I find that it's really helpful if you start memorizing scripture, it helps you meditate because if you're trying to remember it, that, that helps get the ball rolling and thinking yes. and moving. So I think kind of there's a lot, like, like we'll go back to it, but there's tools that help you remember yep. scripture. Right. Like there's one called verses that I use that they arrange verse like verses into song format and that mm-hmm. helps me yeah remember. yeah that's there's so one I that know. my sister showed me <sighs> who is it andrew i can't remember that bernie listens to all the time are you talking about daily grace no the fighter verses there's street lights too desiring yeah. oh dwell Do- nope no dwell. dwell's good one too dwell is good i like dwell but no oh, there's there's this there's this group that just writes music and oh, uh, seeds no seeds family worship no none of these sound right um well we tried yeah <laughs> uh but anyway they is, they take street light I, or something? yeah, yeah. it might That's be sure. one of them okay maybe they kind of make it sound like spoken word with a little bit of hip-hop yeah, it's like it's, no, like, it's lo- like it's like lo-fi it's kind of it's kind of written for children seeds family worship like the ones they use at a one 
are used to when I was doing a lot. Well, I'm going to edit all of this out because I have no idea. Yeah, it's uh, super uh, helpful. Anyway, we just nicked yeah. off a bunch of really awesome ways to get That's stories, true. So let's leave them in there. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we can get sponsored. Hey, man, that Dwell Bible. They do good work. I think yeah. they Abide do. is another one. Yeah. Abide yeah. abide is good. I, yeah, you cost a couple of bucks, but you can get the, the Desiring God. They do that fighter versus thing. Yeah, that's helpful. That was good because you could, like, you have different ways. You can type it, you can say it, you can oh, fill really? in the blank. Like, there's different ways for different learners. It's pretty, pretty oh, that's That sounds like something I need. Yeah, it's super cool. Like, you get, like, they'll do it where you can have, like, most of the verse and just a couple words taken out. And then as it progresses, they take more and more words out. So it helps you memorize it. That's really neat. Yeah. It w- I used it for years. I, and I, I'm about this time of year, I'm setting my goals. I'm always like launching it back up. Really? <laughs> I'll get like way behind and I'll be like, ah, I'll start again. Actually, what's that called? What's that one called? It's called, well, fighter, fighter versus is what it's called. Fighter. fighter? Like fighter pilot? It's, well, hang on. I don't know which phone. I will check it out. Well, let's keep going. Keep yeah. going. Yeah. I need you to just share it with me later. You got uh, Bruce Lee. We are uh, on prayer. Prayer. Uh, it's Colossians 4 2. Devote yourselves to prayer. Stay alert in it with thanksgiving. Central to life with God, woven into the fabric of our routines, is something that prayer needs to be a, a constant. I mean, the, we're supposed to pray without ceasing, which is probably an overused and improperly used verse often. Yeah. But to pray without ceasing sounds exhausting. We say it a lot and never do it. We say it a lot yeah. and never do it. Yeah, it's true. I will say with prayer, I think we try to drum it up. Like, I think we try to make it too fancy mm. or whatever. We have to say the proper words. That's true. Yeah. I don't know if it's the right thing to do or not, but I have started, not started. I've done this for a long time. I talk to God the way I would talk to a person that I respect, sure. a person that I, wow. I look up to because <laughs> the way that I used to talk to God was so draining and so boring. Mm. And it made me not want to pray. And so the way I talk to God is like having a conversation with him. Like, I mean, he understands what I'm saying. Yeah. So I don't need to be all eloquent and try and use big words yeah. because he understands my small brain. And it, it doesn't matter how I say it or what I say. It, he understands my heart. Yeah. While we were looking, I was looking through these points. I pulled up some stuff on prayer from the TGC Gospel Coalition. There are 650 prayers listed in the Bible. There are approximately 450 recorded answered prayers in the Bible. Uh, the first time prayer is mentioned in the Bible is uh, from Genesis 4, 26. Then Genesis 3, 8 through 13, Genesis 4, 9. The Bible records Jesus praying 25 different times during his earthly ministry. In the Bible, Paul mentions prayer, prayer, prayer reports, prayer requests, 41 times. Although prayer can and should be done from any bodily position. The Bible lists five specific postures, which would be sitting, standing, kneeling, with one's face to the ground and with one's hands lifted. Jesus modeled his modeled to the disciples what prayer was. The Bible lists nine main types of prayer, prayers of faith, prayers of agreement, prayer requests, uh, prayer of thanksgiving, of worship, uh, prayer of intercession, prayer of prayer in the spirit. The word amen first appears in Numbers 5, 22. So prayer is important, mm-hmm. and obviously God hears our prayers, right? You know what I think is interesting. I, I looked into prayer a couple of weeks ago when we did James five, and how many mm-hmm. like when when Jesus and most of the disciples talk about prayer, they talk about it with such confidence, yeah, that they write things about how it's just going to happen. Like it says in First uh, John five, and this is the confidence we have towards Him that is God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests 
that we have asked of him. Mm-hmm. So John is saying, guaranteed, if you pray in the will of God, it will be answered. Yeah. Like that's crazy confidence. Yeah. I don't pray like that. You know, I definitely like, don't pray like that. Like, well, if you will, and please, hey, please. We have those prayers that give us an out in case it doesn't get answered. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly like right. It might be like the most prominent show of a lack of faith. At least in my life is the, the way that I pray sometimes where it's like, I give, I give that option mm-hmm. in case it doesn't work the way I hope it will. Mm-hmm. I can explain it away with this. Yeah. yeah. It's just that it's just a lack of faith. I think people feel this. I'm seeing by myself, but I think I, I, I think I'm like everybody when I say outside of feeling bad about not reading my Bible enough, the thing I beat myself up the most for is not praying enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of people feel that I way. Agree with that. And, I, and I think what, what the Bible makes a case for is don't beat yourself up just do it because it's freeing and it is the means that god uses to to get things done i mean when we i think it was pastor this morning somebody said it recently that when paul would pray he would say things like i'm praying so that you will accompany me or partner with me in the ministry so to paul he didn't just need your hands and feet he said i need your prayers like to paul that was like a commodity that was the thing that really got things done and that's just a good thing, a good way to think about prayer. Yeah, that's really good. I agree. Next. Yeah, we need to we keep rolling. Keep rolling. Yeah, we're already. Maybe this should be our last topic. <laughs> Let's all just do one and may have to pick up and do some more. We're an hour 10 into this. Oh, yeah, we need to go. Wow. Okay, so let's talk about but, fasting. We'll have fasting be the last one. Yeah, let's cut out. Then we'll do the next ones next time. Okay. How ironic. Let's go real light on fasting because we're going to cut it. <laughs> See what I did there? Ooh. See what I did? So fasting. Uh, we've got First Corinthians 7, 5 here. Do not deprive one another, except when you agree for a time to devote yourselves to prayer. Then come together again. Otherwise, Satan may tempt you because of your lack of self-control. So fasting is uh, it's a willing abstinence from food for a period of time. I pulled up a couple more references. Boom. Just examples from the New Testament early church in Acts 13. We got verses uh, 2 and 3 here. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. Mm-hmm. Well, think of Lotus, um, and I saw in some others that I was looking up, is that fasting pretty much always goes hand in hand with praying. I don't know if it's every single time, but it seems to be quite a bit. And I pulled up part of a Bible study from the Ligonier website. Boom. It's some of Dr. Piper's work in here, but the little... I guess it's like a TLDR at the end of it. Uh, so that means fast- too long didn't read. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, fasting places no obligation upon the sovereign God to respond in a way that we have asked. Yet he does take special delight in us when we show our helplessness in fasting. And he will respond by giving us a greater knowledge of himself, a deep sense of our dependence on his grace, and maybe even the specific request we bring to him. Perhaps we would see the Lord move more mightily in the church if we fasted more often. It's kind of their hot take at the end of the world. Yeah. And really that's what it is. It's fasting in and of itself is just, it just gets you hungry. <laughs> like what it's really supposed yeah. to do is change your mindset. Uh, it's supposed to get you to a state where you are relying on God more and relying on God in a more real way than you might think about most yeah. of the time, because yeah. you're not just relying on him for what we would, you know, the quote unquote spiritual things. It's like, not just, you know, or give me a better attitude, Lord help encourage me, but it's, Lord, I am literally hungry and I need you to give me the energy to get through the day. I need you to sustain me. Yeah. It's you're, you're putting your physical self in his hands in a way that 
that we might not normally trust him with and we should, and he delights in that. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's, that's where fasting, where the rubber hits the road with fasting. It's not in itself something other than a diet, but when we come to it as a way to rely on God, then uh, it strengthens our prayer life. It said in there that he'll respond, if nothing else, with giving us a greater knowledge of himself, Mm -hmm. uh, a deep sense of our dependence on him. And then, you know, to go even further, perhaps, you know, if our, if our prayers answer the way we want, it's an even more encouraging thing. If it's answered in a way that we don't want, we still have all of that, Mm -hmm. you know? So really it's, it's one of those things where I think some people see fasting as this is how I really boost my prayer. (laughs) You know, like Mm -hmm. God's going to hear this even louder because we're fasting, but really (laughs) I think it's, it's more for us. Yes. He delights yeah. in it as well, but right. it, it, I think that it's what it does is it boosts him yeah. to us. I think back the other way. Yeah. I always took fasting as um, like showing full dependence on him or like saying, I'm going to abstain from this because I want to seek you more. Mm-hmm. I think I went on to Faith Gateway and it said they, they've categorized what fasting can be for. And obviously this is just from their point of view, but it says, Number one is to prepare for ministry, to fast, to prepare for ministry, to seek God's wisdom, to show grief, to seek deliverance or protection, to repent, to gain victory, and to worship God, you know, with our bodies, not just our minds, but also with our bodies. And that can be in worship. And I think, and then it says, despite biblical examples throughout scripture, many Christians are slow to fast. And I believe there are three factors that cause believers to be hesitant. And those three are fear, ignorance, and rebellion. So I'll just, I'll go through these real quick. But fear, so it says they're afraid. They're afraid of the unknown. They're afraid of feeling hunger pains. They're afraid of starting and not finishing, which I think we're all afraid of starting and not finishing with anything that comes to like the, the spiritual life. Yeah, we discussed uh, that last week. Yeah, so it's like I'm afraid of fasting alone when the enemy has them convinced that they are never that they can never do it which he convinces us that he tries to convince us that we can't do anything at all with anything so it's like instead of looking for god the lord's strength or help they become consumed with their own weakness and paralyzed by fear so ignorance so then ignorance says many christians simply have not been taught about the importance of seeking god in this way which i would probably agree with that it's not necessarily talked about a lot and then you have rebellion it says a large segment of the Christian population is aware of the benefits of fasting, yet they're unwilling to do it. Their hearts are hardened. When it comes to the idea of fasting, when God invites them to draw near, they dig their heels into the ground and refuse to obey. Which I would agree with that too. But I think fear, ignorance, and rebellion are pretty good examples of why maybe we don't get involved with some or any of the or barely any of the practices because it's forcing us to change and forcing us to not depend on ourselves and depend on God more. Brett, what were, you, what were you looking up? Jesus said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes to the mouth of the Lord. So the first thing that the devil tempts Jesus with in Matthew 4 is food because Jesus has been fasting for 40 days. Then Jesus just steps up and says, doesn't matter how hungry I am. Man can't live on food anyway, alone. And I think, you know, there's a text, I think it's in Romans or 1 Corinthians that says, you know, that these people have given themselves over to every desire and their stomachs are their gods. Mm. And the idea is like part of the Christian life is conquering sin. And one tangible way that we can fight the good fight of faith is to fast and to abstain from food. 
Well, we could even talk about other types of things to fast from. People do technology fast. So they do, we consume. Yeah. Anything that, anything that we, we take in should all take a backseat to God. I mean, should, we should be the type of people that can say, even if I starve to death, I will never spiritually starve to death. Even if food is unavailable to me, I will feed my soul because that's what matters. And so I think that the picture of what, what fasting is, is it's, it's saying, I have physical needs that are real, but my need for you is far more real. And I'm willing to, it gives, like you said, it's not a megaphone to get better, Andrew. What you said, Andrew, is it's not a megaphone. It's not, it's not the fast pass to get your, to get your prayer answered. We're not, we're not strong. We're not strong arming God to do what we want because we fasted. Yeah. None of that is what fasting is about. Just like none of these spiritual disciplines are about getting more favor from yeah. God. It's all about right-sizing our own orientation towards God. Yeah. We read the Bible, we pray, we seek silence, we fast, and all the other things we're going to talk about, we do them yeah. not because we get something from God, but we grow nearer to God in fellowship. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. And we need to, to kill all of our idols, including for someone like me, food. Yeah. And my love of eating Same. more than loving to eat the word. It's such a nice thing to do. And I hate how much yeah. I like food. Yeah. Food is supposed to sustain you and to, yeah. have, and to give you energy and not to be a, an idol. And it shouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, I do think that God created food to like. To enjoy. There it. are good like, gifts he, in creation. Yeah, he creates good things for us to enjoy. Mm-hmm. But when we focus on the creation instead of the creator, then it's. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. fallen. Yeah. To the trap. I think it was John Piper that said, God, I love food, but I love you more. And that's what I say with my fast. Mm-hmm. I will, I'll give up what I love for my first love. Yeah. I think. And I think. There's scientific studies too that show that fasting's good for your body. Then it promotes like like a healthy relationship with mm-hmm. food. Even off of a I believe like it. A, a biblical like a biblical view. Like even like common grace. <laughs> yeah. So it's like even God kinda showed like is there's grace in mm-hmm. the world showing that, oh yeah, fasting is actually Did you say common good. grace, Andrew? Yeah. yeah. Right. Isn't that exactly I mean like even following it for pagan purposes. Yeah. Is a, is a benefit because that's how God works, right? Like the things, the good gifts he gives his people are so good. They fall over onto unbelievers mm-hmm. alike. Just like that text that says the rain falls on the just and the unjust just alike. Mm-hmm. So something like fasting, even in, even if you pursue it from a pagan place, it still gives, there's a physical benefit to it, right? which is just common grace. God saying my favor is so good on my people that it, it's spewing out into other people that aren't even yeah. doing it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it Wesley Duell, um, a 20th century writer says that you and I, have no more right to admit fasting because we feel no special emotion prompting than we have the right to admit prayer, Bible reading, or assembling with God's children for lack of some special emotion prompting. Fasting is just as biblical and normal and normal part of the spiritual walk of obedience with God as are these others. It, it's all important, you know, because it's all making us more dependent on God, you know, prayer brings us to the th- to to him to know him more fasting makes us brings us to him to know him more reading the word brings us to him to know him more and they all coincide with one another and we become more like him to do the things that he did for the benefit of others and denying ourselves you know yep. last thing i would say we get to heaven we see jesus on the throne and we see a cheeseburger which one are we going to want more than Jesus? So yeah. that should always orientate ourselves to how yeah. we think about this life. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because if we, if we don't love Jesus now, we're going to hate heaven. Yeah. Because that's what it's going to be for eternity. Yeah. That's correct. And part of fasting is when we see Jesus face to face, we're not going to be like, I, I can't wait to get a steak. <laughs> Gee, that's my, that's my savior. <laughs> and so that it helps us to think about fasting yeah. in that way. That's good.
That's really good. That's a really good point. Yeah. I think we've all made a lot of good points today. Yeah. I don't think we need to go around the table. And, and, uh, <laughs> but so we got through four yeah. of the seven. So the next episode will be on simplicity, which I am very excited to do. Six, living a community, which I, we, I we love do. that. I yeah, preached a whole sermon on that. That's yeah. the first sermon I ever preached at our church was about community. Nice. Yeah. And nice. then Sabbath. Shabbat. So it's going to be real good. Thanks for coming. Go review us on Apple Podcasts. Get us on Spotify. Anywhere that you can find a podcast. Yep. We are there. We are there. Uh, yeah. Give us a rating, comment. We're all we're all down to answering some mailbag stuff. So thank you so much for listening to us. Yes, we yes. appreciate it. We love it. We do. But anyways, this has been Outsiders Podcast. Thank you. Bye. Jesus. <laughs>